celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team's in place. Well, except for Dr. Debbie. She's in her place. That happens to be in Hawaii right now. Doc Halligan in for Dr. Debbie. Dog trainer Alan Cable's here. Dog father Joy Volani. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Wendy Diamond all here. And uh, Halloween, just right around the corner. We're a little over a couple of weeks from Halloween. And whether you knew it or not, us Americans spent over $93 million on pet costumes. Really? Wow. Yeah. I know. Do you dress a uh, ladybug up? She's a ladybug. I have a ladybug costume. Of course I do. <laughs> what about you, Wendy? What about Baby Hope? Do you dress Baby Hope? Yeah, 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 yeah. We have like a funny, there's a dog designer and a dog, like one year, like, you know, it's just, we always do something really unique and I'm not sure what we're going to do this year, but they, they make an outfit for me and Baby Hope because we always do, we have, we've been doing this Halloween pet costume party for a decade and so it's a really big thing in New York where you've, I mean, I have to tell you, some of these people have better outfits for their dogs than I've ever seen on people. I mean, it's just, in, it's intense. It's crazy. We had Katy Perry, a dog with blue hair last year. We've had a Snooky Schnauzer. So it's really, really <laughs> fun in your, I'll tell you, it's kooky. We take our costumes seriously, and even adults, adults spend more on their Halloween costumes than children do during Halloween. Wow. In fact, they expect this wow. year that adults will spend over a billion dollars on costumes. Wow. Will you send me the Wendy scream so I can hook it up to my doorbell when the kids <laughs> ring the bell? Home <laughs> I don't know what I should think about that. My cat likes to wear a cape. I have a cape, a red cape. I put him on my cats and he zooms around the house wearing this cape and he goes to the door when the kids come to show it off. He knows he's got some Your cat special. does that? My cat, he loves his cape. Do you dress up Miles? Are you going to dress up Miles for Halloween? We always do. You're one of those? Yeah. Do you buy, no. buy your costumes? Yeah, when I'm, I'm not the, you know, my wife's not behind the sewing machine making them. Um, yeah, we definitely, definitely buy them. Last year or the year before, he was a pumpkin, I think, or an astronaut. One year was an astronaut, one year was a pumpkin. My dogs like to get dressed up. They, I mean, they like that they, stuff. They, they cry like, and they know it's theirs. As soon as, as soon as you open up the bag, they're sitting in there crying. They're begging. They hold their legs up to get to get in it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just how it is. What about Aww. you, Doc? Do you dress up any of your pets? I do. I dress up my cats. What what do they get? What do they get dressed up in? I have like a devil kitty. It's like devil, this little just like horns Nike. that you put on the head. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I see. Mine will wear the red cape. He wears the red cape yes, and runs it's around the, cape the house. And the horns. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I have a picture of Nathan. <laughs> ah. <in it. laughs> see, mine won't keep the horns on. He takes the horns off. They why? Why are you laughing? Are you embarrassed, or maybe just a little? I just bit? think like we're crazy sometimes dressing him up because it's really for us, right? It's Although fun. Joey says his dogs like it. Nathan hates it. He just looks at me like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh, see, my cat goes to the door when people come, and he oh, struts around, wow. and he sits in the window. Yeah. He wants everybody to see him. He knows he's special. They had a Halloween contest at the Ritz Carlton down in. Um, and Naguna Miguel and 500 people showed up. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's with big. Their pets. It is. People big. like dressing yeah. up their pets. They pay yeah. money for them. Hey. Joey, do you dress up? <laughs> no, I don't dress up. You do. You just go as what? I, I just go as me. Yeah, I'm just me. <laughs> the Godfather, the Dog Father, <laughs> Joey, the Dog Father. Hey, Ivan, do you dress up your animals? What about my old? I dress up my animals. Yeah, I do. Uh, they love it. You know. What What will your animal be for Halloween this year? 
Uh, we're still looking at the costumes. I mean, they actually just came out, so um, there's a lot of choices, you know. <laughs> I, I was looking at some superheroes for them. Okay. Well, send us your pictures when you uh, get your... I want to see pictures from every listener's animal that gets dressed yes, up. Yes, send That's us my goal. Pictures. Hey, Joey, you could dress as Honey Boo Boo. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The fourth annual Get Your Licks on Route 66 is a month-long pet adoption tour traveling down America's favorite highway the entire month of October, stopping at animal shelters along the way to hold adoptions. Thanks to sponsors Ford, Pet Plan Pet Insurance, Animal Radio, Pet Finder, and Fido Friendly Magazine. This life-saving tour kicks off in Los Angeles October 6th and ends in Chicago November 2nd. Visit GetYourLicksOnRoute66.com to find out where the tour stops near you. You might just find your new forever friend. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And let us not forget your dream team. In for Dr. Debbie today, Doc Halligan. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and of course Wendy Diamond all in place, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. On the big show today, John Katz will be back with us, a brand new book for him. Also, Deborah Wilson, not not Skelton anymore, just Deborah Wilson from Mad TV, and she has a brand new movie she's in, and we'll be talking to her in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Hey, Ivan, I understand you want to talk to Doc Halligan. What's up? Yes, I was wondering, um, for the uh, vaccinations, I have a six-pound uh, chihuahua, and my mm-hmm. friend has an 80-pound lab. So let's say for a rabies vaccination or a different vaccination, do they use the same dose for each animal? That's a great question. Yes, they do use the same dose, and the reason they do that is because that's what the studies were done on was each animal getting one cc inoculated, and then they measured the antibody response. So legally, you have to give them the whole one milliliter or one cc of vaccine no matter what size the dog is. Although behind the scenes, I will tell you, as veterinarians, we always question that. Um, but legally, you know, we are forced to, to give the entire amount. And typically, if an animal is going to have a, a vaccine reaction, they'll have it whether you only gave a little bit or you gave the whole CC. Right. Well, I don't know. It, and it seems that I kind of read that the smaller animals, you know, that's uh, more in danger of getting a reaction, you know, you know, when it comes to the shots like the chihuahua over a big dog. But, uh, you know, maybe I didn't read the right information. Also, my other question was, uh, do, uh, I don't know how many different companies make these shots and stuff, and uh, I was wondering, um, you know, there's certain companies make a safer vaccination with less side effects. Uh, do you know any information on that? Mm-hmm. That's such a great question. Um, you know, there's a lot of controversy right now with the, the vaccines, and um, I'll try to keep it simple, but basically... Veterinarians, we, most veterinarians only vaccinate their, their dogs for the puppy series and the cats, the kitten series, and then we don't revaccinate. 
Um, there are studies at certain universities that show that the vet dogs and cats that are vaccinated have immunity for up to seven or eight years. Right. But the problem is with the vaccine companies. It's a lot of money that the vaccine companies make, right, for you to keep yes. getting your pets revaccinated. So they've only done the studies for a year and then three years. And we've been asking for a long time if they would, you know, please try to do studies so that it would show that these pets have um, antibodies for much longer than what it, the label says on the vaccine. So I can tell you as a veterinarian practicing with a holistic veterinarian, Dr. Jones, we do not do vaccines like a lot of other veterinarians do. Um, we okay, we do it according to the lifestyle. I'm sorry, Pardon? which types would you do? So what we do is we you want to do the – you have a, a dog, right, we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. So you want to do the puppy series, um, right. three distemper parvos, two bordetellas, and then the rabies. And the other thing, too, is we do not give the vaccines at the same time. We Very spread good. them out. So it's, a, it's, right. it's much safer for your pet instead of them getting all three just to do one at a time. And that way we can tell which one if your dog does have a reaction. So then you'll come back. Um, usually we will um, revaccinate the second year, and then we'll go sometimes up to five years before we will revaccinate that, that dog, depending on its lifestyle. So I would ask you, so does your dog go to dog parks? You know, do you travel a lot? Do you board your dog? And then we would kind of, we tailor the vaccine protocol according to your pet and your pet's lifestyle. And I think you're going to see a big trend towards that because we have, uh, we know that those dogs that are getting autoimmune hemolytic anemia and all these diseases because we have over vaccinated. Um, now as far as the vaccine companies, right. you know, it's usually the adjuvant, which is what they're reacting to. So, you know, any of the major ones like Pfizer, Merck, Bayer, they all make very safe equivalents of the vaccines. Um, so I wouldn't say there's probably one that's better than the other as far as a dog reacting. Uh, are, are there but a it lot is... of companies? You're saying there's certain companies that might add this ingredient to the vaccination? I, I, I'd say that there's probably the top three or four vaccine companies is the one that I would stick with, which is what most veterinarians use. I mean, you can get some can you, that are can you cheaper. Name them for me once again. Please? Yeah, so like mm-hmm, Merck or Marielle, they make a very good vaccine. Right. Ingelheim Boehm or IB is another very good company out of. Um, I think it's Switzerland. They're they're excellent. Um, Bayer also makes vaccines. So if Pfizer is another vaccine manufacturer. So you know if you stay with one of those four top big companies, you're safe. I know there's other ones that you can um, purchase online, and you know it's it's legal for you to go ahead and buy your own vaccines and do them yourself. But a lot of those vaccine companies are not. Um, probably not as safe as as the major four ones that I just uh, recommended. The other thing I want to say, did you know that you can do titers on your pet so that you don't have to get the vaccine? Now, rabies is a vaccine that's required by law. Right. But if you don't want to vaccinate your dog, 
you can have a blood test done, which is a titer, right. and it yes. will tell you if your dog has enough antibodies and doesn't need to be revaccinated. So that's something that all veterinarians are offering, and more and more clients are going to that in place of just, you know, giving them a vaccine, which a lot of times they don't need. So if I give, if I send my dog for that particular test and it says mm-hmm. he has enough antibodies in his system, I mean, do I wait another year before I give him another one of those tests? No, they'll tell you, it'll tell you on the test how much, how many antibodies your dog has. Okay. And they'll be able to tell you that, you know, you wouldn't have to retest for like two or three years depending on what his test level showed. Right. And rabies and, and, doesn't matter at all, even if it says it, it probably don't need it for another three years because of the laws out there. Now, it depends on the state. I do think there's some areas that they are letting us not do the rabies if we can show that a titer was done. So it really depends on the on the uh, state that and county that you're in. And the reason I asked this is that, you know, last time I had my uh, Russell's Griffon uh, vaccinated, I... Um, honestly believe he had a reaction to the shots because he's a very healthy dog, never had any problems. And I know it was a week that passed, but he ended up with a seizure, and I do blame it on the shots. And I brought the seizure lasted pretty much probably about 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Uh, then he was down on the floor and he wasn't getting up, and um, he recovered after that. I brought him to the uh, vet. He put him on medication for a week, and it's been six months. There hasn't been any problems since. And it's just making me a little nervous, that's all. Yeah, so don't vaccinate that dog. Dogs can die. I have seen dogs die from a vaccine. They they are, you know, so in that particular dog, I would not revaccinate it. I would tighter that dog before I would revaccinate it. And if you do have to vaccinate it... Well, you know what? You can make a case. Your vet can say that this dog had a vaccine reaction. Your veterinarian should work with you to help you on yes. this. Oh, he would. Yes. Would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would be nervous. I vaccinate. You know what? I had a chocolate lab, the love of my life, Duke. I vaccinated him his puppy series once, and he never got vaccinated again. And he went everywhere with me. Because I know, because I've seen these studies in these vet schools that the drug companies, vaccine companies, don't want you to know that these dogs have immunity for life, a lot of them. Vetricin, a one-stop wound and skin care product that will not harm healthy tissue. Vetricin is great for hot spots, cuts, scratches, and even rashes. Vetricin is non-toxic and is safe for puppies and kittens. This safe, easy-to-apply product makes caring for your pet's wounds or irritations easy. Be sure to have some on hand at all times. Great for the dog park and traveling. Visit Vetricin's Facebook page to see how you can win free product. For more information, go to Vetricin.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N.com. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Some nights I can't get to sleep. Some nights I can't stay asleep. With Unisom, I can do both. Unisom sleep tabs are clinically proven to help you fall asleep 33% faster and keep you asleep longer so you get a more restful night's sleep. 
Made with an ingredient not found in other leading sleep aids, Unisom sleep tabs are safe and non-habit forming. Just one pill takes the uncertainty out of bedtime, giving you the sleep you need. So I wake up ready to go. Unisom sleep tabs. Fall asleep faster. Sleep longer. What moves me? When I was younger, I ran everywhere. Then life took over. Suddenly it was trains, planes, and automobiles. Then I started running again, and I wasn't as limber. It was cartilage loss. I started taking Move Free maintains and repairs. It helps my body maintain more cartilage. And now, there's no looking back. Move Free maintains and repairs. Healthy joints move free. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to get in touch with the Dream Team. That could be animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, or in for Doctor Debbie. We have Doc Halligan. Brought to you by Vetrison, one-step wound and skin care products for hot spots, cuts, scratches, even rashes. Vetrison is non-toxic. It's safe for puppies and kittens. You want to learn more? Head on over to vetrison.com. That's V-E-T. E-R-I-C-Y-N dot com. And you're going to give away some? I'm giving away more. I know. Okay. It never five ends. Bottles? Okay. We got another five bottles. This every- is a must You know, this is good yeah. stuff. It is really good. Oh, God, you've got to Because I had gotten some samples, and I and actually put it to test in the salon. And um, Did you taste you it, know, too? Joey? No, this, no, this isn't something you taste. This is um, this oh, is um, okay. a topical. Um, okay. And I used, I used the ear cleaner. And I also used um, their um, topical when, when 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 you do like clip poodles feet and all, and it gets real close and it gets irritated. A lot of times you have to put something on it right away. And and I use that, and there's no irritation at all. Um, and even though it's for it's for um, you know abrasions, cuts, and scrapes, I said, well, you know, let me try it, and it was great for for it for just relieving any clipper burn. Doesn't sting. No, it was yeah, good stuff. Beautiful thing about it. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and give away five bottles right now. One eight six six four zero. On the big show today, Deborah Wilson will be joining us, also author John Katz. Stacy, working hard, what do you got going on? Well, there's another recall on pet snacks. You know, there's been so many problems with these snacks that have come in from China. This one is a product that you can get at Target, and I'll tell you what it is and what to look out for coming up on Animal Radio News. (laughs) Stuck in the bathroom, Doc Halligan. didn't want to come into the studio today. It was probably Mexican food last night, was that it? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't good. <laughs> we are we are very, very lucky to have on the show Christy Pace. Christy has a very special dog. Hi, Christy. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Now, the dog's name, is it Nakio? Yes. And that's Hawaiian, right? Yes, it is. What does that stand? What does that mean in Hawaiian? Uh, it actually means puddles. Puddles. And that's... Yeah. And why did you name your dog Puddles? And tell us a little bit about your dog. Very special dog. Yeah, well, Nikio, um, he was originally abandoned in a foreclosed home as a really young puppy with his litter mates. And it was in the wintertime in Nebraska, and he was the only puppy that was actually found frozen to a puddle. Oh, no. And oh. he had severe frostbite, and he lost all his toes and all four legs. All four there. legs. Wow, you see mm-hmm. dogs that uh, may- maybe lose one leg or right. two legs, but four legs, that seems like that's uh, there's a lot of adversity that dog has to go through, huh? Right, yeah. But he has a really strong spirit. <laughs> Now, wouldn't uh, most shelters put a dog like this down? Um, oh, well, you yeah. know, he actually went to a rescue in, from Nebraska. He went to a rescue in Fort Collins called A Puppy's Voice. 
And so they saw something in him that he had a lot of life left in him and he wasn't that depressed and should be euthanized or anything like that. So I'm really grateful to them because that's actually where I ended up finding him and adopting him through them. And when I met him for the first time, I mean, he had the biggest smile on his face. He came running to me. Wait, he came running to you? Wait, 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 wait. How did, how did he come running to you if all four of his legs were uh, paralyzed? <laughs> well, as a puppy, he was very, he was only four pounds when I got him. And so he was so lightweight that he was able to move around pretty well. So basically, he had nubs on all four legs. Mm-hmm. And so because he didn't have that much weight to bear and um, he wasn't full grown yet, he was able to still move around pretty well. It was only once he started getting, um, you know, from 20 pounds up that you started seeing how much he was struggling more where he started uh, not being able to actually walk on hard surfaces. He couldn't really run and extend his movements as much as most dogs do. Um, so it was when he was, when I first adopted him, he loved life. He really could get around pretty because of his size, but once he started growing was when I saw him having a much harder time getting around. Mm. Well, how much of his feet are gone? Um, may I ask, like, what percentage, like, how far up is he missing? Um, well, each leg is a little different because of the frostbite, and um, so basically, if you can just imagine taking pretty much the toes off mm. of, a, of a paw, so... Some legs has a little bit of a pad left. Others didn't have any pads left. So each one was a little bit different. Why wasn't the decision made to use a wheelchair instead, like most dogs? Well, you know, when I adopted him, I never really thought about a wheelchair. Honestly, I saw him, um, his left hind leg was the worst where he lost the most tissue. And I was really thinking, gosh, you know, if we can just get something to make him more comfortable on that leg, maybe he would be able to get around better. And so um, I actually stumbled upon OrthoPets in Denver, and uh, I went there originally thinking maybe we just need one leg to help him through. And when I went there, then they told me how important it is that he actually has all four prosthetics to really balance him out and give him the best quality life. So now he has four prosthetic legs is what you're telling me. (laughs) Yes. Is it just the feet that he has the prosthetics of? So um, basically the prosthetics do go up, um, you know, like past his knees um, or his elbows. So it's it's around there, but um, so it's higher up, but that's only because it needed to wrap around and Velcro tightly on his leg. Mm. So um, it is kind of a longer piece, but it creates basically a paw so that he can have all the movements of a normal dog. I know when I put socks on my dog or try to put shoes, she picks her paws up real high and she has a hard time walking. How did Nakaya accept this and do adjust to it? You know, um, there is a bit of that awkward moment in the very beginning where they are kind of um, having exaggerated movements because he had to learn um, where his paw was in space, basically. Um, So it it was exaggerated, and it still is sometimes when you see him running. I mean, he kind of kicks out a little bit more. But um, he actually took to it really well. Like, as soon as we put them on, it just seemed like he knew it was so much more comfortable, and he started doing everything he could never do before. 
Um, and so, like, I could never actually take him on a walk on the sidewalk because, you know, concrete and pavement was much too hard on him. So I used to take him in a stroller, and as soon as we got his prosthetics, I could actually walk him down the street, and that was, like, the biggest accomplishment for me and for him. Does he get around, um, like, like, um, fine? Or, or, or is it, um, do you got limitations at all? Or is he basically just like your regular everyday dog now? You know, um, he, I mean, he wouldn't necessarily be able to, like, just jump in the car. I think he would try. <laughs> um, but he wouldn't be able to do a few things like that. But he is able to, like, go up and down stairs. Um, he's able to run with the best of the dogs, you know, before he would see, you know, he would watch the dogs chase a ball because he knew he couldn't catch it in time. And now he's out running with them, which is really big. Well, this, um, this is a good story. This is a good story. I like hearing this. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> you just gave you just gave this dog a whole new, you know, look on life again. And um, this that mm -hmm. was, you know, that was really, really great of you. Did that set you back a few bucks? Well, you know, they are pretty expensive. Um, I actually worked at a vet clinic originally, and we raised um, money for the first prosthetic. Is the orthopet, they, they make prosthetics for mostly dogs and cats, or do they do it for other species? They have other know? species as well. Last time we were there, um, there was a llama with a prosthetic leg. It was really cool. <laughs> I've heard about wow. that. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's very cool. It's a great company. Yeah. Oh, great. And we can learn more at the website, which is Nikio's Underdog Rescue, and that's spelled N-A-K-I-O-S, underdogrescue.org. And we'll put the link over at animalradio.com. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Go give Nikio a big old hug from all of us here at Animal Radio. Oh, definitely will. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405 to get in touch with the Dream Team. That could be animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, or in for Dr. Debbie, we have Doc Halligan. Hi, Cindy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. What's going on? Oh, I just needed to talk to Joy a minute. I've got several animals I wanted to quickly ask her a little question about and see if she could help me. Okay, let's see. Who would you like me to talk to? So I would like to know what they are, whether it's a boy or a girl, and a name, please. I've got a little rat terrier named Honey. Okay. She, uh, we thought we were home for her, and it didn't work out, and I just wanted to know if she wanted me to keep looking for her a home or if she would like to come back to my house. And she says she's a little bit hesitant about this, but she says, is there something wrong with your house? Um, there's nothing wrong with my house. Other than, you know, that's what I do is I rescue animals and find them new homes. And she was, she's a rescue, and I thought I had her a good home, and it didn't work out. She says she liked your home, but she's feeling a little insecure because she feels like she doesn't really belong there. And that would, of course, be explained by the fact that, in your mind, you're rescuing them to find her a different home than your home. But she really right. liked your home. And okay. she wanted to know if she could be your dog or if that would be too much for you. No, that wouldn't be too much at all. Yeah. So she's awesome. Yeah. It was hard to let her go. Yeah. But, okay. That's good to know. Thank you for your call, Cindy. one 405 8405
Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40 with no special diets or exercise programs. You can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-685-0205. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-685-0205. That's 1-800-685-0205. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Patrons at a sports store in Austria were shocked when they recently found themselves shopping alongside a flock of sheep. Orange News reports about 84 legged sports fans found their way inside the inner sports shop in the St. Anton Ski Resort. The owner of the store says they believe one of the animals saw her reflection in a mirror, and just like sheep, they all followed. In came a bunch of others to investigate. The rest of the flock apparently curious as well, and they caused thousands of dollars worth of damage. Lawyers are currently in negotiation with the sheep's owner over the animal's massive bill. Well, this is a party your kids won't forget. A Florida company has decided to offer children unique pool parties that they'll never forget. The folks who run alligator attractions in Madeira Beach, they're offering live alligators that'll swim with kids at area pool parties. The company owner told the New York Daily News, putting the reptiles in the water with children, that's perfectly safe since the alligators' mouths are taped shut. Children also get a lesson in alligator safety before they're put in the water. The owner says he's done dozens of alligator pool parties since he began offering the service and said kids are always excited to be able to swim with the reptiles until one of their arms is bit off. A new poll says New Jerseyans are split on car seat belts for dogs. You know, they're doing this in Massachusetts, too. We talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. There's a new public mind poll that was released by Fairleigh Dickinson University. It shows that 45% of residents favor the idea. A solid 40% are opposed to it. A measure introduced in Trenton last month would require that pets not traveling in a crate be restrained by a harness. You know what? I don't think I'd be able to keep my black lab in a harness very long. Violators would be subject to a $20 ticket. 
A Southern California man says a bear ran off with his iPad during a recent fishing trip. Jesse Dinkle told the Daily News he was fishing at a lake in San Bernardino when a bear snuck up from behind, grabbed a backpack with a pricey tablet inside. He ran off of the backpack in his mouth. Dinkle said his fellow fishermen were giving him grief over the incident, saying they were pretty sure the insurance company probably wasn't going to believe his excuse that a bear stole his iPad. It's believed, though, that a granola bar in the backpack may have been the thing that lured that animal to the site. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. Scoop Free is the litter box that cleans itself, so you don't have to. Scoop Free automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40. With no special diets or exercise programs, you can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-685-0205. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-685-0205. That's 1-800-685-0205. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. An angry dog owner has filed a claim against the Hermosa Beach Police in the Los Angeles Superior Court. It all started when David Nichols, a quadriplegic, was walking his service dog on the beach. A hotel worker started yelling at him about not cleaning up after his dog. Nichols claimed the job belonged to the hotel worker, and then the hotel worker flagged down the police who ordered Nichols to stop his wheelchair. What happened next is in dispute. Nichols saying he was forced to the ground by the policeman, and the police report saying that he fell out of his chair during a struggle. Nichols is seeking compensation for what he says was a violation of his civil rights. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. 
You found us. Animal Radio. You lucky dog. In for Dr. Debbie this week, Doc Halligan answering your vet medical questions. Your most vexing dog issues with dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner, and Wendy Diamond. All here toll free at 1-866-405-8405. Write that, write it down right now wherever you are in your car. Yeah, write it on the dashboard. Write it on the back of your hand. You're going to need this number sooner or later to talk to one of the Dream Team or to win something. So why not get it now? By the way, your speed dial. Yeah. should be speed dial number one. Of course. Let's see. In just a couple of minutes, Deborah Wilson. Used to be Deborah Wilson Skelton. Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. She played uh, Oprah. Whitney Houston from Mad TV. (laughs) Oh, she had some great characters. She's a very funny lady. But she's a big animal lover, too. Big animal lover. She's got a couple new movies, too. She's working on She's kind of serious roles for her. And we'll uh, talk to her in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. You just got off the phone with the uh, American Humane Association. They wanted a transcript of the show with Bob Uh-oh. Barker. Yes. Apparently, where Bob Barker, uh, he didn't have complimentary things to say. No, he didn't. And uh, we told him we don't have transcripts. Or we do? Oh, oh, here's the deal with the transcript. If you want a transcript of the show, write down everything we say and send us $5. <laughs> that's, I like that. That's how we do the transcript with the show. You know who we have on the phone with us? It's not a, not a rhetorical question. It's author John Katz. You know, he's written about 21 books, eight novels, a collection of short stories, and he's oh one gosh. of my favorite animal writers. You know, we, we've had him on several times. So we've got to be this careful is, uh, because if he doesn't pass Bob Barker. They can't pass Bob Barker, and yes, yeah. okay. we have to make sure. John Bob Barker's still alive. He is. I know. <laughs> I know. And you wow. know what? I mean, wow. <laughs> he is as lucid as you, as can Sharp. How old, old is he? He's is, in his 80s. Is he only 80s? He's in his oh, late 80s, 90s. I think. Okay. I remember when I was a little kid watching him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now he gives millions of dollars to animals, uh, usually exotic animal funds and causes. And yes, he's very big on saving the animals. And But it's all about John now. Yes. John, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Good to have you. Brand new book called Dancing Dogs. Now, I just got it in this morning, so I haven't had a chance to digest it completely. But it looks like a bunch of great short stories about the relationship between animals and their humans. Yeah, there are 16 uh, short stories, and it's my first short story book. Most of the stories are about dogs, and uh, one is about a barn cat, and one has a donkey in it. There are some sort of twists and turns and surprise endings, but I was really looking mostly to try to capture the point of connection between people and their animals, how much animals mean to people, and try to do it in short story form where I could get into different settings, a farmer, somebody in New York City, somebody in upstate New York. Are these stories that are submitted to you, or are these stories that you have written? These stories I've written, they're all fiction, and they're, um, I definitely got inspired by people. You know, some of them are inspired by uh, women I met in these box store jobs who have really lousy jobs but wonderful pets, and, and seeing how much they love their pets. I spent some time with them. Um, so they're inspired by stories I've seen and heard and my own life on the farm with animals and my own experience with farmers and their, their animals around, around upstate New York where I live. What's your favorite story out of them all? And I know that's kind of asking, what's your favorite child? <laughs> no, no, I'm yeah. happy to get that. That's a great question. I like your transcript idea. I definitely want to go along with that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think my favorite story is probably Luther and Minnie Goes to Heaven, in which an elderly woman passes away and wants to meet her dog in heaven. And when she gets there, the dog angel takes her to dog heaven. And she's quite shocked to discover that one part of dog heaven, they're all rolling in disgusting stuff. And the other part, they're eating garden <laughs> balls. And the other part, they're having sex. 
and in the other part, they're they're chewing up furniture and antique lamps. That's <laughs> awesome. And so she's shocked, and she said, "Well, I never let my my dog do that on Earth." And the angel says, "I know. That's why we call it dog heaven." Ah, uh-huh. that's where they really get to roll in the good they stuff. Really get to be dogs. This that's idea, awesome. I was exploring this idea. You know, some of the stories are are help uh, are meant to make challenge people to look at life through the animal's eyes. So I have one story about a, a dog who's left alone all day, and you know, people are always worried about what. Can their dog survive being alone all day? So this dog, I, I just went through his entire day where he has, you know, he's very sad when they leave and get, puts on a sad face. And then he goes around sniffing up pizza crumbs, chasing the cat, <laughs> and having conversations with other dogs about how, how hard it is to train the people in their lives. Oh, it sounds wonderful. Now, I understand, kind of changing the subject a bit, that uh, you're very concerned about the future of books as tangible items and that books may need help to make it in the world these days. I think all writers are concerned about that, but I think books are are changing. You know, there are probably more people reading more books in more forms than ever before in, Amer- in history, certainly in American history. Because there's more platforms now for books, that means there's more authors writing more books. And it seems like anybody who has a dog now wants to share the story of their dog. Ever since Marley, we get mm-hmm. inundated with uh, four or five books a week of the, and they're usually self-published books that uh, somebody wants to tell their story about their dog. And I know their story is probably, for them, is, is grand, but really I'm, it's played out for me. And any time I see any book that comes across my desk with a name. Well, I, it's true. You know, it, 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 ironically, the, the dog market w- before Marley was actually underserved. I mean, there, there are 74 million uh, dog owners in America, and, uh, and, and there were, used to be very few books about them. And, and so it's not surprising that there was an, uh, an increase in that. What I get uncomfortable with is so many of these books are what I would call, you know, honestly sappy. And they're all about meeting your dogs in heaven or crossing the bridge or, or the bad dog who miraculously saves, the, you know, his, the barn cat from drowning. And I, I think they're not about the real life of people with real animals. And, of course, there is some sadness and sorrow and disappointment and challenge in that. Um, I know when I go on, I'm going on a national book tour and I run into people and many people tell me they just want happy stories about it. They just want these stories. So I think it's going through a phase. I, I, I hope that will play itself out. I'm a great fan of Jack London, and, and, and I love in my own writing to write about what I call the real world of real animals, and it's not always so pretty. Um, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's very loving. But um, there's a sort of sad, edgy, and, and challenging side to it that I try to write about. Well, I think what's neat about the new book is it's actually kind of funny in a bunch of areas, and I, lo- I love that. And I'm going. In fact, I'll probably spend the entire weekend reading this book this now. Is good. Thanks a lot. It's one of those books that I'll just start and then I can't put down because the, the stories are so engaging. It's called Dancing Dogs. The author John Katz joining us. I have ten copies to give away. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If you're not lucky enough to get through. Head on over to your bookstore if it still exists or Amazon.com and order Dancing Dogs. It's doing very well, by the way, I guess. Yes, it is. Up on the, on the bestseller list for short storybooks, which is great. you got to love it's, that. It sounds like a great book to read to your kids at night, like a bedtime storybook. Well, a couple of the stories are a little sad. Just be alert to that. Um, okay. yeah, the cover is a little cuter than the book. The, the Random House put a lot of puppies on the cover, <laughs> um, there being no dopes. But and, and there are some sad stories, so people just have to be not terribly sad, but... Uh, you know, some of them, one takes place in a shelter where a lot of dogs were left off. That could be a little sad for kids. Most of them are very happy and very cute and very funny. And I think, you know, kids would have no trouble with that. We appreciate you taking time with us today, Thank you John. so much. I look forward to being back again next year. Take care. John Katz joining us on Animal Radio. The book is called Dancing Dogs. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. 
Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Vinny Penn back at you on Animal Radio. This one passed on uh, to me from humble Hal Abrams, uh, your man with the plan at Animal Radio. Uh, he seems to have a problem with guys who go on and on when it comes to neutering their dogs. And I'll tell you, it's really no different. I know exactly what he's talking about. It's really no different than those guys who have a little boy. They have a son, and and they're talking about uh, circumcision or just anything in general. Men just are, are very very territorial when it comes to their offspring or their pets. Privates, they feel it it gives them pause, and uh, uh, that's P A U S E rather than P A W S, which you probably hear a lot here on Animal Radio to do to become stand up comedians. My dog, he's not the same anymore. His bark's gonna go from roof to roof, and they they think all of a sudden they're they're destined for Carolines down in New York City, uh, or that the dog is not going to be the same. Yeah. Within the first couple of days, he's not going to be the same. And, yeah, he may have a look in his eyes like, dude, thanks a lot. Uh, but basically, uh, everything your vet says about the neutering situation is true. One, we do need a bit of population control when it comes to uh, pets. There is an overabundance of dogs and cats. The outcome is it, not something any pet lover, any animal lover wants to see. So it is a wise thing to do. And it does uh, there's nothing worse than that overheated animal who is calling your barca lounger his girlfriend. So all of these things, uh, all of the benefits of neutering are intact. But the guy who's a, you've got to bring him to his wife. You must drop him off. I can't do it. Why? Is there a horse race that day? Uh, is there a Sopranos marathon on A&E? Give the real answer. Don't say it has anything to do with your heart is breaking. How can a man do this to his dog? And all of these routines. Guarantee it's like your father coming over to your house after you've had a vasectomy. And he's like, what did you do? You're just laying there looking at it. The same way your dog's going to be looking at you like, could you just kind of get out of here? I'm stitched up, a little bit tender. And your little comedy routine here is really kind of annoying me. Uh, you're really a pain in the ass right now. And uh, that's not an area I need a pain in because I've got one kind of not far from there. I know I had one of my dogs uh, neutered at one point. And it was the best thing we did because uh, he was really uncomfortable. He was unsightly, to say the least. And I did. I've got to be honest with you. I'm going to be as candid as I can be when it comes to these party animal segments. I did the little routine when I dropped him off. Uh, he, he was scheduled for a few hours later. And I said, let my man have some fun in the other room with some of the girl dogs before you go in there. And, of course, they're like, you want him to knock up three or four of our female pets right now before he has the incision that's really not protocol. And you're just standing there thinking, I was just doing some stand-up. I don't know why. There's a gravitational pull of some sorts for me to do a bad routine out here in the lobby. But nonetheless, it, it, there is something like that that goes on. Spaying, neutering, we all know how important it is. But even more important, Ixnay, the stand-up comedy, boys. I'm Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. 
Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage to you for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Hi, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Ooh, splitting atoms. Where are you calling from today? <laughs> uh, calling from New Mexico. New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. I have no witty oh, comment. I, uh, What's going on with you? Well, I drive a truck, and, you know, I see all these truck drivers out here with dogs on the road with them, and I was wanting to get your guys' maybe possibly better educated opinions about what you guys think about that. Is it good for the dog to be in the truck and on the road? Is it not? And if it is, what's the best breed do you guys think for the for the truck? That's a good question, Mike. Hey, Mike, do you, why do you want a dog? Is it because you're a dog lover or because you see all the other guys doing it and you want to do it too? No, no. I've, I've grown up around dogs all my life. I love them. You know, my mom, she owns a grooming shop in New Mexico, has for 15 years. You know, just been raised around dogs all my life and just... You know, I'm out here on my own, and just be kind of cool to have a have a buddy with me, I guess. Absolutely. Now, do you want a puppy, or do you want to get a dog that's already an adult? Well, again, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, I've always, you know, my family, when we've gotten a dog, it's always been from a puppy. That way they grow up, and you train them, and they're, they're with you, and I'm just, that's just kind of how we've always done it. So, I mean, a puppy would be great, but I guess it would be really hard to, I mean, at the very least, hard to housebreak them going down the road. Well, you can't properly do that i would think driving all the time actually you can as long as you got the time i mean the the best part about having a dog with you when you're in the truck is you know dogs are pack animals you're the pack leader and the dog always gets to be with the pack leader which is awesome for the dog and i'm I'm surprised more truckers don't have dogs that's that's exciting for a dog and it's exciting for you too and and the only thing you have to worry about is that with a puppy you've got to stop every two three hours to let a puppy go to the bathroom because they have to go frequently but but once the dog grows up you don't have to do that now if you can pull over every two three hours and take the dog for a, a potty break it's going to be real easy to, to potty train that dog very simple he'll never have a chance to need to go without you already addressing the issue so he will get trained very quickly to understand that you're going to stop every couple hours and let him go to the bathroom as far as uh, a calm dog a dog that can sit still for a long period of time you know gr- believe it or not greyhounds are awesome dogs they're very cool and mellow they don't need a lot of exercise basset hounds are like that but if you want a dog that's like a lab or you want a bigger dog or any dog, you, the trick is to observe the puppies. If you can find somebody who's got a litter of puppies and just watch them, you're going to see which ones are rambunctious and goofy and crazy and energetic. And there's always a couple that like to lay around a lot. And believe it or not, when they get older, that pretty much transfers. They uh, they don't change. If a, if a dog is mellow as a puppy, he's going to be mellow as an adult. And if he's a crazy lunatic, I want to play lots of energy dog, when he gets bigger, he's going to be the same up until he's about four or five years old, and then he'll start to mellow out a little bit. So it's all in the observation of you finding puppies and watching them for a couple of hours, and you'll be able to see which ones are mellowed out. Well, I, I had an old English bulldog on the truck with me years and years ago, and I just, you know, I, I let her go because it didn't. I, I wasn't really sure if you know she was happy or not. But I will say, as far as mellow and relaxed that was the dog to have because she didn't want to do much other than just lay around on the bed or in the seat or on the floor 
Why weren't you sure she was happy? She was probably ecstatically happy just being around you, buddy. Well, I was a lot younger at the time, too, and I probably had oh. no business back then having a dog with me. I didn't have the time or the maturity for it, but, you know, I'm 32 years old now. That was probably almost 10 years ago, and I'm just feeling well, like about- a little bit and think I could could handle it better. Yeah, you have more wisdom and you're calmer. But think about this. Before you go, a lot of people buy dogs. They go to work all day. The dog is left alone nine, ten hours a day locked up in an apartment. Which is fair? You having the dog in your cab, making stops every now and then, playing with the dog. You know, you got to play with your dog at least a half hour a day. But the dog is going to be with you around people, seeing all kinds of different things, experiencing different smells. But most of all, you're together as a pack, and that's what dogs crave. If a dog had his way, you would never leave. They live in families and sure. packs, and the packs are always together. Sure. Now, one quick question before I let you go. Um, your best advice. Now, one thing, I mean, I have grown up around my folks who've had dogs all their lives, but as far as the truck goes, maybe it's a little different. What is your best suggestion on, <clears throat> say the dog does have an accident? I mean, I know some people use newspapers. Some people rub the dog's face, and I think that's in the humane as all get out because... I wouldn't want my face rubbed in anything like that, but <clears throat> do you have a suggestion or a recommendation as to how to handle an accident? Or Yes. If, if the accident is happening right in front of your eyes, you make a quick correction. And a correction is just a strong word like, no, and, and give the dog a little poke. Or if the dog is a puppy, say, no. And, and if you can, if you're pulled over, pick the dog up and put him outside immediately. But the trick sure. is if the dog, if a dog has gone and had an accident, if more than 30 seconds goes by, forget about it. Just clean it up, make believe it never happened because the dog okay. doesn't even remember that he or she did it. And, and the other thing is to praise your dog. Whenever your dog goes to the bathroom outside, say, good dog, good dog. And when you catch your dog sure. going to the bathroom inside, you go, bad dog, no, no. And they learn real gotcha. quick. But but your dog's not going to have an accident except if it's a puppy and maybe at night if you're sleeping, uh, if you sure. forget. But, but when a dog is a puppy, if you take the dog out every three, four hours, by the time the dog is five, six, seven months old, that dog is going to be potty trained. You're not going to have to worry about accidents. And the other thing to remember is if your dog is house trained and your dog does have an accident or starts having accidents, take your dog to the vet immediately. Make sure there's not a medical problem because that, that happens sometimes. Certainly. Remember, they can't right, well, talk. Ter- so, well, terrific! Thank you so much for uh, taking my call, and that was incredible advice. And you're based awesome. On what you guys said, I think I'll go ahead and look into. Yeah. Hey, Mike, what are you hauling? Before you go, what are you hauling? <clears throat> oh, we haul everything right now. I've got beef, and I'm headed to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and we haul furniture and alcohol, beer, and just whatever fits in my trailer. Hey, if you come out this way, can we load my mother-in-law onto your truck in the middle of the night? That sure would help me out. <laughs> anything, buddy, anything. Thanks for your call, Mike. We appreciate it. All right, it. man, thank you. one 405 I don't know. I think most truckers have dogs. It seems like we hear from them all morning long. one 405 8405 We're going to the phones next. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. 
welcome, my friend. In for Dr. Debbie, Doc Halligan, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, animal communicator Joy Turner and Wendy Diamond, all at your beck and call. one 405 405 Is that nice and slow there, Gene? That was much better, thank you. By the way, it's over at the website. And if you download the Animal Radio app, you can ask us your questions right from the Animal Radio app for your smartphone, your iPhone, or your Android. So How convenient. So many ways to reach I out. I like to that. I ask, I ask myself questions. Do you? Right on the app. <laughs> Joey. Yes. And Joey, do you answer them? Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Listen, uh, in just a few minutes, we have Deborah Wilson coming up uh, from Mad TV. Actually, she hates it when you say that because she's done so much since Mad since TV. Then, yeah, she's been off that show for a long time. I think 2009. That's when it went off the air. I thought it was longer than oh, that. She, she was there till 2009. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she played uh, Oprah Winfrey and Whitney Houston on uh, on the show there. You remember her, don't you? She was actually one of the most established characters on that show. She spent the most time on that show. Did she really? And she loves the animals, and we'll be talking to her in just a couple of minutes. And uh, Stacy working hard in the newsroom. What's up? People come up with all kinds of squirrely excuses when uh, they're pulled over by the cops. This guy had a squirrely excuse, only it was a real squirrel that was caught in his shirt that was caused him to swerve. Uh, there was a little alcohol involved, too. But, I bet. Um, he did have a squirrel with him. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Oh, I'm going to stick around for that. Good, yes. Good thing it was in his shirt, not his pants. Yeah. 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 Right. Squirrels your pants could be a problem. Those are squirrels eat nuts. Remember that, so. <laughs> Joey, bada-bing, bada-bing. That's pretty good. Doc Halligan in today for Dr. Debbie. This is your second week. Uh, Doc Doc Debbie yes. is uh, in yes. Hawaii, Hawaii, enjoying a Hawaii. beautiful vacation. And uh, you having fun? This is your second week now. You, you're probably working out all the kinks and everything. Cat, cat got your tongue there? Doc, yeah. what happened? I'm having a blast, Hal. Just love this. Joy, I, I know you had a question for Doc. You don't have to call through on the 1-800 lines. You, you can ask her. Really? Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, Hi, Doc. I have my golden retriever girl, Amira, had some major abdominal surgery. Mm -hmm. And the second part of this is that I also babysit some puppies across the street from me. And their one dog picked up kennel cough from the daycare that he goes to. Mm -hmm. And the surgeon at the hospital that operated on Amira is saying that that can be viable in the air for four to six weeks, so I should stay away from that place for four to six weeks where I could bring it home to her on my clothing. And the people that own the puppy have said that their doctor has said two weeks. So, of well, course, somewhat, I am way overprotective like, of my Well, girl. And I would say I'm an expert being a shelter vet on kennel cough and Bordetel complex, but technically what happens is the dogs they have the virus right and they're coughing and they're shedding it while they're coughing but then once they stop coughing some dogs can be shedding the virus for up to four weeks and you wouldn't know it this is once the clinical signs have stopped that's why it's it's so hard to get rid of in the kennel because you have dogs that aren't coughing anymore but they're still shedding it so to be safe i would say four weeks Excellent. Thank you so much. There you go. one 405 8405 unless you're connected to us by Skype. <laughs> On the big show today, Deborah Wilson. Not not Skelton anymore, just Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. And she has, she has a brand new movie she's in. We'll be talking to her in just a couple of minutes right here. 
on Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. Of course, you hear us talking about it all the time because it's Ladybug, the studio stunt dog's only food because it has natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA-inspected meat. It's raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics, and now they have a cat food for your cats, too. I think that's great because my cats were eating it anyway, so might they might as well have food. their own food. StellaandChewies.com is the website to learn more, and don't forget, we'll send you a free sample. All the information over at our website at AnimalRadio.com. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. The fourth annual Get Your Licks on Route 66 is a month-long pet adoption tour traveling down America's favorite highway the entire month of October, stopping at animal shelters along the way to hold adoptions. Thanks to sponsors Ford, Pet Plan Pet Insurance, Animal Radio, Pet Finder, and Fido Friendly Magazine. Visit GetYourLicksOnRoute66.com to find out where the tour stops near you. You might just find your new forever friend. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And lest us not forget your dream team. In for Dr. Debbie today, Doc Halligan. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and of course Wendy Diamond all in place, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. On the big show today, Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. We'll be talking to her in just a couple of minutes right here. Let's hit the phones up first. It's all about you. We have Susan on the phone for Alan. Hey, Susan, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. I'm hoping that you can help me out here. Okay. I've got an 11-year-old toy poodle, male, who suddenly has become not broken, and I'm not sure what's going on. Um, We have had a a serious problem with fleas um, this summer, and I've been, you know, flea dipping them or bathing them and taking care of that, trying to get that under control. And um, it seems like for the last couple months, uh, at least once a week, he um, misses and uh, pees or, or poos on the on the hardwood floor. And I I don't know what to do about it. Um, can I ask you a question? Uh, do you have another dog, too? Yeah, I've got a, another toy poodle, female, and uh, she's a little older than the male. How long have they lived together? Their whole lives, or is it a recent thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, their okay. whole lives. I've got two um, boxers that are outside dogs, but, um, you know, the poodles are the in-house. So the, the boxers, have they always been around, too, or are they new? Uh, just three years. Okay. Um, the first thing you should do is take the little fella, take him to the vet, because a lot of times when dogs start peeing in the house, it could be a medical problem. They get urinary tract infections just like people. Uh, they get kidney stones and bladder stones when they get a little older. So you have to rule out uh, a medical condition before you can do anything else because, you know, your dog's 11 years old. There could be something medically going on. So you want to take your dog to the vet and make sure that is not what's going on. And then the second reason why dogs do this, a lot of times a change in the environment will cause dogs to start going in the house again. That's why I asked you if you got a new dog because that would cause it. Sometimes even new dogs moving into the neighborhood will cause something uh, like that, anxiety. And sometimes, believe it or not, dogs just like people, when they get a little older, they develop sometimes a form of Alzheimer's and they actually forget. 
So if none of these, if the, none of these is the problem, you just start over, just like you did when your dog was a puppy. You clean the area up real good. Don't use ammonia because ammonia draws dogs back because their urine has ammonia. So clean it up with a, a good product you get at the pet store that eliminates the scent so he doesn't return to the scene of the crime. And then you, you have a regular schedule. You can find the dog when you're not able to give him attention and then you have a regular schedule. So whenever you wake up, you take the dog out. After meals, you take the dog out. As soon as you return home from someplace, you take the dog out. And you go out with your dog on a leash. You have a treat. And as soon as your dog starts to go to the bathroom, as soon as that dog is done, you say, good dog, and give the dog a treat. The most important thing is regular schedule and structure and keeping everything the same. It's just like going back to square one with a puppy. And if you do this, your dog will snap out of it pretty quickly as long as there's no medical condition. Okay. I appreciate it greatly. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call, Susan. We'll do a follow-up if need be. one 405 to connect with the Dream Team. Stacy, working hard in the newsroom. What's going on? All right. Here's one that you could talk about with your friends. Uh, would you let your kids go to a pool party where they were going to be swimming with alligators? But it's safe. They tape their mouth shut. Think about it. Jeez. I'll tell you all the details coming up on Animal Radio News. Don't they do that to Joey when people are around him? Occasionally. Just so it's safe? Uh, Beth. Hi, Beth. Welcome uh, to the show. Hi. I understand you have dog issues. Well, yes. Um, it seems like. Now, I've only had this dog a couple days, but I recently adopted a 10-month-old mini Aussie from the local rescue group. And I also have a four-year-old Aussie female, and he is very aggressive around her with anything. If she picks up a toy, runs over and takes it away from her, and they get into scuffles over this, and I've had to break up a few altercations. How do you break it up, Beth? What do you do? I just yell at them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stop. Uh-huh. I don't let it escalate to the point where they're just absolutely, you know, tearing each other apart. You said that the dog, the one dog you've had for years and the and the other one you just brought home, you've had for 10 months, and the other one you just brought home? Uh, the 10-month-old, I've only had a couple days. The 4-year-old, I've had since she was young. Okay. So now the 4-year-old, how well-trained is that dog? I mean, if you told that dog to go downstay, would she do it? She would back off. This is this is kind of normal. When you bring a new dog home, uh, especially a new dog home, and, and there's another dog in the house, and you're in the house, most of the time, you know, that dog is basically when a, when a dog has food aggression like that, is saying, "Hey, I'm in charge." You know, this is my food. Get lost. And it's up to you to become the pack leader and the alpha dog. And the easiest way to do that in your situation is to take ownership of the food. Now, when you feed the dog, how do you do it? Do you just put the the dog food in a bowl and walk away? I tried that. It didn't work out too well. So now well, what I do is the female, the one I've had, I, I put her food down. I put the male in the crate, and I put the bowl in the crate with him. That's a good solution. That's a good short-term solution. But you want to eliminate all the, the aggressive behaviors. And, and the quickest right. way, the best way to do that is to be the pack leader. And you're going to have to be patient and persistent. Take your other dog and, and take her out of the room. Take, take your other dog out of the room at feeding time with the dog you just brought home. Take ownership of the food. Put the dog food in the bowl and just stand there in front of the dog for a couple of seconds. Do not put it down. Does the new dog know the sit command? Does she know how to sit? 
Sometimes. If I have food in my hand, he does. Okay. All right, so what you're going to do with your new dog is you're going to make that dog work for his food. So when you feed your dog, you're going to put the dog into the dish and just stand there and tell the dog to sit before you put the food down. And then you're going to stay there for a little while with your hand on the dish. When you have your hand on the dish, you own the food. You're going to get the dog used to you being there while the dog eats. And every now and then, keep a couple of treats or a couple of pieces of food in your other hand and throw those treats into the bowl. Put some water in there. Put a toy in there, too, to slow him down a little bit. He's scarfing it down because he thinks, you know, it's a new environment. He might think that he's never going to get fed again. So he's scarfing it down because of that. So you want to take ownership of the food by being there. Keep your keep your hand on the bowl. And then when the dog gets comfortable with you being there, you start giving praise. Just a good dog, good dog, and give her a pet every now and then. Always make her do something, though, before you feed her. Hold the food and make her sit before you put the food down. Every now and then, after about a week or two, take the food away. After you do that for about two weeks, three weeks, however long it takes, where that dog is very comfortable with you there and is no longer being possessive of the food, you're going to start bringing the other dog around slowly on a leash. And you're going to start by putting the other dog in the down position when you feed your you know your dog when you feed your dog you're going to bring the other dog there and put the dog in the down position about six seven feet away or even in the crate if that's easier for you or even if you have somebody to help you hold the other dog and you're going to slowly over days move the other dog closer to your dog the, the one with the aggression problem eating and you're going to see that pretty soon the dog is going to realize that that the other dog is no threat that you're the pack leader and become very, very comfortable eating around that other dog. But if she does exhibit aggression, take her food away. That's how you give her a correction. And start walking them together regularly so that they understand you're the pack leader and they're part of a pack. Beth, thank you so much for your call today. one 405 8405 This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pet Stay. It's available exclusively from Imperial Palace and Rio Resorts in Las Vegas. Pet Stay provides the unique in-room amenities for your dog, including food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, even a specialty room service menu. Details over at Caesars.com slash Vegas Tonight in Las yes. Vegas, Nathan Burton. Remember America's Got Talent? He was one of the magicians of America's Got Talent. Was he? Got his own show now. He's playing at the Flamingo uh-huh. Showroom at the Flamingo Las Vegas. Bring the pets. Bring the dog. Bring the cat. Bring them all. They can stay in the room and order room service while you're checking out Nathan Burton down at the Flamingo. Pet Day. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Maybe your dog can sit. Maybe he can roll over. Maybe he can even play dead. But when you tell him to stay, he's never done it like this. <laughs> Caesars Palace, Paris, and Planet Hollywood Resorts in Las Vegas proudly announce pet-friendly accommodations. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash PetStayLasVegas or call 800-427-7247. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100 raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Licking Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's C-H-E-W-Y-S dot com. Some nights I can't get to sleep. Some nights I can't stay asleep. With Unisom, I can do both. 
Udisum sleep tabs are clinically proven to help you fall asleep 33% faster and keep you asleep longer so you get a more restful night's sleep. Made with an ingredient not found in other leading sleep aids, Unisum sleep tabs are safe and non-habit forming. Just one pill takes the uncertainty out of bedtime, giving you the sleep you need. So I wake up ready to go. Unisum sleep tabs. Fall asleep faster. Sleep longer. What moves me? When I was younger, I ran everywhere. Then life took over. Suddenly it was trains, planes, and automobiles. Then I started running again and I wasn't as limber. It was cartilage loss. I started taking Move Free Maintains and Repairs. It helps my body maintain more cartilage. And now, there's no looking back. Move Free Maintains and Repairs. Healthy joints, move free. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hello? Hi, what's up? What's going on in your world? I have a problem. I'm having an ongoing problem with fleas on my chihuahua. Okay, yes, we have a lot of people complaining about the fleas and saying that the flea products don't work but the flea products work it's usually the way the owners are using it so first tell me kim how many animals do you have in the household i just have the one little chihuahua the one little chihuahua okay so that makes it easy now what are you using for flea control i've tried everything i've tried front line I've tried the more inexpensive brands i tried pet armor I've taken her baths with flea shampoo periodically. Um, I've tried them. Okay. I tried some pills that didn't work. Now, uh, do you bathe? What's your Chihuahua's name? Her name's Jasmine. Jasmine. So, uh, after you put the topical on, are you waiting three to four weeks before you bathe her and reapply it? Yeah, I was told to wait, and I've been doing that, and she still has them. Okay. Now, just yeah. because you're seeing a flea doesn't mean that it's not working because the fleas will do what we call the death dance. Like, I uh. use the pet armor on my cats, mm-hmm. and um, usually if you do see the flea, it's a flea that's dying, and they are agitated, and they're jumping, they're jumping around. But um, a lot of people don't understand the life cycle of a flea is like a butterfly, so uh-huh. it, go, it goes from adult, egg, larvae, pupae. And only 5% of the entire population is in the adult stage. So that means the other 95% are in uh-huh. the egg, larvae, and pupae. And those can sit dormant for like a year. What part of the country do you live in? I live in uh, California. You're in California. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the the flea egg larvae pupae can lie dormant for up to a year, and then when the temperature is right, like right now, it's perfect with the humidity, um, Mm -hmm. then they hatch. So if you're using the topical and you're still seeing fleas, you probably have an infestation, and you have to work on the other environment areas, such as the house and the yard. Mm -hmm. Um, We tell people that you have to vacuum every day. I live in an apartment complex, and there's a lot of dogs that live here as well. Oh, okay. They have a lot of dogs there. So you probably have a lot of fleas in the environment then, right? Yes. Right. So um, that's going to be tough as far as being able to, you know, control that. But Mm -hmm. the house itself, do you have any carpeting in the apartment? Yeah, and I've had some problems with them getting in there, but I've bombed the place before and things like that, and then they come back still. Well, what you have to do is that we're recommending that you vacuum every single day initially because Mm -hmm. the egg, larvae, and pupae are invisible to our eyes, but they're Mm -hmm. in the carpet most likely. They're Mm -hmm. um, 
alongside the, um, you know, where the wall is and where the dogs spend a lot of time. So you have to mm-hmm. vacuum every single day. And then mm-hmm. you have to take the vacuum bag and actually seal it and throw it out in the trash because they can come out of the vacuum bag. Mm-hmm. Um, can I add something? Uh, sure. It, you know, I, I mean, because the only reason why, and I don't mean to, to jump in on your call here, but um, I we used to sell flea bombs all the time. And I'm mm-hmm. going to be very honest with you, and I have never in my life... Th- Sold flea bombs that were successful unless they were they were done one hundred percent precisely, like the label says. And sometimes it's extremely difficult um, to follow to follow the instructions on the labels of the flea bombs, mainly because of the configuration of your home, or you're not following the square footage size. If you have mm-hmm. that bad of an infestation, call an exterminator. Believe mm-hmm. me, it'll make your life a hell of a lot happier because they'll get rid of what's in your house and in a situation and I know what what Doc Gum Halligan is saying, um, I mean that the topicals do work, but if there's a lot of pets, they're gonna jump on your dog. They may not stay there, they may not bite your dog, they may want to get off. Um, mm-hmm. but they do they definitely do work. Right, that's what everyone thinks the topicals don't work, but what were you using? What type of bomb were you setting off? I don't, do you know? I don't know. There's one that, that I bought at the store, I don't know, like a can and set it off okay. with a bugger. Yeah, um, yeah. I kind of would have to tend to agree with Joe. I mean, I don't think they're a hundred percent effective, and they can be dangerous. So um, it, it probably would be better to have a professional company come in. Um, well, that's and what especially I was say. where I live, they have an they have exterminators um, that will come to your place periodically, and I've told them about the problem, but they haven't okay. done anything about. It. They, they tell me yeah. they can't do anything. So. Well, I mean, what I can tell you that is if you use, like, the pet armor or the front line, if you're using it every three to four weeks on, on Jasmine, uh-huh. the fleas that are coming in contact with her hair follicle are going to die. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, like I said, the environment, so you can't really control the outside of your environment so much. Uh-huh. Um, well, like, one time I took can, her to get groomed. And the groomer mm-hmm. flea dipped her, and when when I picked her up and brought her home, I, I didn't see any on her at all. And then I brought her outside for a couple of walks, and she was full of bugs again. And she had the right. And I'll tell you, the flea baths don't have any residual activity against the fleas at all. So that's why you have to use something that does have something long lasting, like the pet armor. Have you ever tried? Um, have you tried the um, Capstar? Have you ever heard of that? It's called Capstar by Novartis. And I will usually, okay, it's a really good product. It's very safe. I use it in the shelters, use it in private practice. You can give your dog a Capstar, and it will kill every single adult that's on the pet within an hour. And you can use it every day. It doesn't have any residuals. So that might work for you since you can't control the environment. Um, Uh If you do see a flea, then you could go ahead and give a Capstar in addition to doing the topical. And I would bump up the topical to every three weeks. Um, Where can I get the, the, uh, capstar? the capstar? You can you can get the capstar um, at your veterinarian's office. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's not sold in the pet stores, oh. and it's made by Novartis, and it's yeah. it's very because, safe. Because you know, at one um, point they even put me brand new carpet here because I had yeah. a little a little poodle. He was all poodle, mm-hmm. and he was uh, almost teacup size. He was smaller than her, and mm-hmm. he got a problem real bad here in the same place. 
and he passed away because he got a parasite from the fleas, and that's why I worry about her. He picked what up parasite a parasite which killed him. Do you know what parasite he had? Because I have no idea. Real... They just tell me that it was um, contagious and it wasn't good. And I took him for treatments and special shampoos and everything at the vet, and it didn't do him any good. That eventually would kill him. Really? Huh? Well, I would yeah. make sure that I had then a fecal done on your little jasmine there to just see if she does have parasites. It's uh-huh. rare for a parasite from fleas, the tapeworm, to kill a dog. I mean, I've seen uh-huh. it in kittens and puppies, but an adult uh-huh. healthy dog should not have a problem from the tapeworms. And if uh-huh. you want, your veterinary can just give you regular deworming to use on a, on a yearly basis for jasmine. Uh-huh. It won't hurt her even if she doesn't have fleas. Yeah. Um, but remember that life cycle of the flea. So and it's really important to try to control the other life cycle stages in your house. And, uh-huh. you know, I mean, you know, you can't really do much about the other pet owners if they don't want to do the fleas, but you can at uh-huh. least protect Jasmine. Okay. Thanks for your call, Kim. Good luck with that. I know that's sometimes a tough battle. one 405 8405 That's the number to connect toll-free with our you know dream what, team. Yes, sir. You know what's funny about that? That's, I mean, that's, a, that's the um, calls that I've been getting um, routinely the past few weeks. Um, yeah, the past few weeks, it's, it's, I, I guess it's, the explosion has happened. But what a yep. lot of people don't realize, and something that she said that, um, you know, that, that I hear all the time, is that um, people that live in these apartment complexes and they have in-house exterminators and a lot of times the exterminators themselves don't have pets and they don't realize i don't think the severity of a flea problem um if if they haven't i mean they're exterminated you would think so but um i mean it's bad and especially in these apartment houses where people have other pets that are bringing them and bringing them in and sometimes i mean we used to do um, rescues um, years ago. We used to go in these apartments that had that had um, dogs and cats where you were walking in and your ankles were basically covered. That's um, disgusting. You're walking like you're walking through coffee grinds. Um, you but, know, you, know, with, you brought up fleets. a really good point because it's not really fair. And so, you know, I don't know what, what recourse a pet owner could have if you go, you know, you live in an apartment complex and they're not routinely... Um, you know, exterminating for fleas when they allow pets in the environment. They should have to, you know, make them do something, right? They should. And a lot of people don't realize when they bring their pets to the groomer, and you said it, you hit the nail on the head, the flea shampoos, I'm I'm against all dips. I won't use them. I've seen them cause really bad problems to dogs. So we used to use just some regular flea shampoo, and we used to use stuff that was, you know, more environmentally friendly. Um, but it would kill what was on the pet. But when right. the pet would go back outside, if it went back into a bad environment. The other thing that we used to do as a groomer is I used to tell them to come back in a couple of days and we'll redo it if they weren't adding a topical product. Because the fleas will run into the dog's ears. They'll run up their nose. They'll run across their eyes. They, they're, they're not dumb. They, they understand survival. So to get away from what they need to get away from, they'll go into these areas where you know the flea shampoo is not going to reach them and then come out again later um it's especially in heavy infestation yeah but basically a bath just makes the dog clean for the flea you're listening to animal radio you can learn more at animalradio.com log on learn more if occasional digestive issues are making you feel twisted up Count on Digestive Advantage from Schiff. Its advanced probiotic survives to deliver good bacteria where you need it for healthy digestion. 
Take the Digestive Advantage 14-Day Challenge with a money-back guarantee. Go to DigestiveAdvantage.com for details. The probiotic that survives. That's the Digestive Advantage. Take the 14-Day Challenge at DigestiveAdvantage.com. Hey, honey. Hi, Dad. What's your drawing? It's our house. That's you. Oh. Me. Huh? Mom. And Josh. Wow. Playing ball. You are becoming quite the artist. When you're a kid, you don't know that home ownership builds communities. That owning a home contributes to higher self-esteem and better test scores. You just know that home is where you play, grow, and learn. The National Association of Realtors wants you to know that home ownership matters to our families, our neighborhoods, and our country. Learn more at houselogic.com slash homeownership. Cat owners, listen up. We love our cats. They're so adorable. But we certainly can't say the same for their litter boxes. Wouldn't it be great if you had an attractive litter box with a stylish hood and designs like black patent, leopard print, polka dot? Well, now you can. Kitty A Go-Go is perfect for smaller homes or apartments where the litter box is usually an eyesore. Not only does Kitty A Go-Go look great, it adds a stylish decor element with personality. Your choice of six decorative hoods and colorful patterns will look great in any room. Seeing is believing. And since you can't see them on the radio, check out all the designs at kittyagogo.com. And that's not all. Kitty Agogo has a patented sifter rake, so there's no digging for treasures. In one single scoop of the rake, your cat's business is ready to dump right into the trash, making the task of cleaning up after your kitty a breeze. Made of the highest quality, durable, and stain-resistant plastic, both you and your cat will love this new concept in litter boxes. Kitty Agogo. You have to see it to believe. It. Learn more at kittyagogo.com. Hi, this is Iron Chef Cat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, here's a squirrely tale, a real one. A DUI suspect was pulled over in Clay County, Florida this past weekend, saying he was driving erratically because he was being bitten by a squirrel. Warren Michael was pulled over on Saturday night after he almost hit a car in his pickup truck. He was seen swerving and weaving onto the grass. Turns out, though, there really was a squirrel in his shirt, and there were signs it was biting him. Michael still failed a field sobriety test, but his girlfriend came over and she recovered their pet squirrel. Well, everybody drives around with their pet squirrel in their shirt, right? Employees at an animal shelter in Richardson, Texas, are looking for a new home for an ironically named cat. The cat's called Skinny. The Dallas Morning News reports that Skinny is a 41-pound stray. That's almost as big as a tiger. Well, not quite, but still. It was found in a local's backyard earlier this month and was brought to the shelter by Animal Services. But vets say that Skinny needs to be taken to a different location where she can safely shed more than a few pounds. Richardson Animal Shelter Director Dennis Wooten said the tabby is so big she can't even fit into a normal litter, litter box. But they've still received hundreds of phone calls from people that are interested in adopting her. However, though, he's worried that most of those callers are just interested in the novelty of Skinny's size. He explains there'll be a long-term expense involved in her care. I think it would be probably cheap to have Skinny because, you know, you wouldn't feed her as much, so your your uh, food bill would be cut. But she'll be staying in a shelter where she can get healthy again. That's sad because it's probably like an obese person, you know. They probably can't breathe well. It's hard to move around. Casel Associated Industry recalling its Boots and Barkley 6-count 5-inch American Beef Bully Stick dog treats because of possible salmonella contamination. You know, there's been... So many problems with the chicken jerky treats that are made in um, China. 
But this product comes in a clear plastic bag. It's got six bully sticks. It's marketed with a barcode on it, and it's been distributed nationwide through Target retail stores. Uh, the dates are from April through September of 2012. Salmonella can sicken animals that eat these products, and it can also sicken people. If you haven't washed your hands after you touch the products or you touch any surface that's been exposed to the products. The recall came after tests by the Colorado Agriculture Department detected salmonella bacteria in product samples. No illnesses have been reported in animals or people yet. So just be aware, watch the dates. Look for the product. And one thing you just want to always do after you handle any type of pet food is wash your hands. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Volt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. Our pets don't come with replacement parts. It's an estimated that one in five dogs has diagnosed arthritis, and twice that number has undiagnosed arthritis. Lubricin knows that your pet's joints deteriorate, and they often suffer in silence. Lubricin's oral joint supplement acts as a natural lubricant, ending your pet's discomfort. Lubricin has a formula for you, your pets, and your horses. Tastes great, and animals love it. Visit them at www.lubricin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Connect with any one of the Dream Team, the Animal Radio Dream Team. And we welcome back to the Animal Radio Airwaves, Deborah Wilson. Uh, You remember Matt TV? 
went off How the air. How could you forget? A couple years ago. I loved it. I, I know. I was it. a big fan. I was a big fan, too. Deborah, you must miss that. Um, no, you don't miss what you've never lost. <laughs> it was great for what it was. It was a part of my journey and a very grateful part of my journey. So, you know, to miss something means that you're looking back in some sort ah. of regret uh-huh. um, and in some sort of lack. And I, I just don't lack anything in my life. No, you're staying very busy. It seems like you got a lot of things going on in a bunch of things that involve animals. Yes. I've been I've been involved with animal causes since coming to Los Angeles. So, if there is an organization that I can support one way or another, um, then I'm there. Tell us about your animals at home. What do you have? You have a cat, don't you? Yes, I had two. I had two cats. One of them passed, who had a brain tumor. She transitioned, and I have a cat who's 19. Wow, Nala, she's 19, and she's thriving, and she's happy, and she's healthy, and she's my best friend, my seven-pound friend. And I have a Colombian tegu lizard. Oh, a Colombian tegu lizard. What is what is that? It's, is that? it's a large breed lizard. I got him as a juvenile. He's a large breed lizard from Colombia, um, and they don't they have their own categories of species. They're not um, they're they're not necessarily in the in the lizard family when it comes to... They look like... It's interesting because if you look at a tegu lizard, it has a face like a velociraptor. Okay. It has the legs of a frog. <laughs> and it's got the body of an alligator or crocodile. Wow. And it moves like an alligator or crocodile. In fact, they death roll. Now, how, how big is it? Right wow. now, he's about two feet. Oh, what's his name? His name is Lizard. How did you come up with that? I don't know. I really had to do a lot of thinking and contemplating on that one. That one took me months to work on. I bet. On. Joey, you're afraid of lizards, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I am. I was, first thing I was going to ask is, is it a biter? Um, all, all lizards are, believe it or not. Because here's their, their mechanisms for defense. They'll Originally, they'll open their mouths, almost like velociraptors, to kind of scare you. And they'll puff. They'll close their mouths and puff oh. air to, to puff their bodies up. And they'll get on their legs. Um, they'll also use their tails to whip, just like iguanas do. Okay. What, what? Now, now, how does the, the lizard that, and the cat work. get along? We don't put them together. Ah. So it's not, it's not one of those things. Right now, I have an empty room that lizard is kind of like hanging out and crawling in. But because they're skittish in Colombia, there are a, a couple of breeds of tegus. There's the Colombian tegu, which happens to be more skittish, because in Colombia they have more predators. Uh, and so they're mm-hmm. naturally more skittish. And there is the Argentinian one, and the ones from Argentina are a little bit calmer. They have more of a, a, a warmer demeanor as they get older. You can hold them like babies. You can walk them like wow. dogs. I was just going to say, do you take yours out? Well, he's, he's a juvenile still, so I wouldn't. Uh-huh. And because he's skittish, he will charge at you. Just like, a little, just like an alligator. <laughs> so every time I put him in that room... Uh-huh. Uh, and I have to go and pick him up again and, and bring him back. He gives me trouble. What, what does he eat? Um, they're meat eaters. They're they're primarily carnivores. Uh, so so heavy duty proteins are good for them. And two sources of protein for them are hard boiled eggs okay. with the shell. I pulverize the shell because the shell gives them calcium. That I can Bodies do. really need to pro to uh, to, to uh, process calcium. Uh-huh. And I also give him. He loves. Pedigree dog food. He really? The, uh, Have the you told Pedigree that yet? You might be able to get a sponsorship thing going on with, with Pedigree there. That's interesting. Why not for lizards as well? And he loves crickets. They will eat. They will eat live as well. They can eat mice and they can eat um, rodents. But it's pretty brutal to watch them eat because what they'll do is when they attack it, they their necks are so strong. They've got a lot of ripples in their necks, a lot of skin, and it's basically to cool their body down. And the males have more ripples in their neck and a big jowly neck more than the females do. But what they'll do is their heads are so powerful that they'll literally bite, hold on to it with the crowns of pressure, and they'll literally bludgeon it to death with their head. Oh my! They'll knock it against the wall or knock it against the ground until they bludgeon it to death. Yeah. So, and I, I used to uh, raise large breed snakes. 
I know what it's like, the process. And I used to hand feed my snake. I wish you could see Joey right now. He's turning pale, which is, which is as you described this. Now, will you actually uh, eventually walk this uh, animal on uh, uh, a leash, a harness in the park? Yeah, they're, they're, I won't say in the park, but definitely he's large enough. I, I have a three-bedroom condo and a three and a three-floor condo. So on the third level, there is a deck out there, and I have it grassed in. So it's you know it'll be fine for him. They've got long claws, so they, they, although they won't climb too high, it'll give him enough room to stretch out uh, and and get as much sun as possible. Because like a, a reptile, they are cold-blooded. Very interesting mm, very, stuff. Yes, I've learned a lot on this show. I'm used to large-breed snakes, but this is my first endeavor into lizards. <laughs> and I've got the battle scars to prove it. It's the first time. I gotta say, while while Deborah's talking here, I'm picturing uh, Oprah Winfrey from for some reason, and I, the voice just sounds the same because I, of course, that's what I correlate you with with the Mad TV character. And so to, <laughs> I'm thinking of Oprah with uh, with the big alligator uh-huh. walking that around. Okay, oh, yeah, so yeah, our voices are very, and it's interesting because there are a couple of actresses that I do uh, impersonations of, uh, or rather impressions of, and there's a difference between an impersonation and an impression. Uh-huh. So with, with Oprah uh, and people like Whitney Houston, I will do an impression of them, and my voice kind of falls in that range with Oprah to begin with, and I just make these slight adjustments in my pronunciation, um, and then voila, I'm her. Well, you know what? We, I've never been able to get her on the show, so maybe this is our answer. This is as close we'll as we get. We'll say what this we is do, Oprah. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually tell people that they're coming on Oprah, and then that's how we get like uh, Jenna Fisher, some of the big stars. Yeah, that's how we get them on the show to begin with. You right? lie to them. That's how they got me. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like that. You're like, yeah, of course. Nuts for mutts. Now, this is a walk and a dog show coming up. Yes. What, uh, tell us more about it. We've been doing this for a number of years. New Leash on Life Animal Rescue has been doing this for a number of years. And what it is, it's primarily a dog show. People actually register their dogs online for various contests, and they come out there and they do their thing with their animals. And on top of that, we've got amazing booths, and we've got amazing rescue organizations you can adopt as well. There's food, there's fun, there's face painting. And we get celebrities, Bobby Durashar and Kelly Durashar, who created New Leash on Life Animal Rescue have such a, a, a cornucopia of celebrities that come out and support because Bobby Durafshar was and is uh, a celebrity trainer to the stars. Sure. He is the flip side of the same coin as a Caesar Milan. And so he would, would train so many different celebrities, and by word of mouth with how good he is, he built up this great resource of people to support his rescue. So for him and his wife, Kelly, it was never just a matter of grooming and never just a matter of pet behavior or companion animal behavior. It was a matter of how can we do rescue. And not only that, they've created other organizations that have actually taken animals that were about to be put down and placed them in homes with children. Originally, it started out called Walk for Paws. Mm-hmm. Originally started out where these children were, were uh, had these dogs in their homes for children that were that had disabilities. And mm-hmm. I don't, well, not really disabilities. I call them differently abled. Mm-hmm. They were differently abled. And watch their reaction and their response, primarily with autistic children whose uh, vocabulary increased, wow. their social skills increased by having this animal. Animals are transcendent. Now, this uh, the nuts for much this this year will uh, have a uh, beer garden for those of you that love uh, drinking beer garden. Ew. Over sixty vendors, a silent auction, and then if you have a talented dog, like we have a kisser dog that loves to kiss, and you're having a best kisser contest, and I don't well, know. D- let me tell you, yes. I was a hit. With a Labrador Retriever for the best kids. We exchange numbers, of course. 
But the bottom line was, uh, I had my, my time. I guess I was just being used. And I felt dirty. The website is www.nutsformutts.org if you want to sign up or learn more about it. Deborah Wilson, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate my it. My pleasure, my blessing. And as Oprah would say, you guys are great! <laughs> I love you all. And you know what? I have to admit also, I, I, I have dogs, but I love cats. I just can't eat a whole one by myself. <laughs> We're going to do this now? Yeah. Okay, so we're, we got some scoop-free ultra litters. In fact, we got one right now for you at 1-866-405-8405. These are awesome automatic litters that you won't have to tend to like for a month, depending on how many cats you have. It could be a month that you won't have to change any litter. And when you do, you actually pull out the cartridge and just dump it. Dump it's it, really... and, that's, and there's no scooping. You don't have to scoop it every day. It scoops itself after your cat uses it, puts it in a little tray, kind of hides away out of sight so you don't see it. It's got the privacy hood, it's got too. It's pri- got yeah, privacy well, hood. For your cat, Of yes. course. Well, would you want to do it well, out no, in public? Well, no, not without a privacy hood, of course. Plus, it includes the health counter, which tracks the frequency of your cat's litter box usage. That's sure pretty neat. They have a 90-day money back guarantee visit them at scoopfree.com scoopfree.com and uh, we're going to give one away right now at 1-866-405-8405 it's animal radio there has been a flea explosion we're getting reports all across the country lots of calls today about fleas now look at i had an infestation problem okay so i can speak from the truth my pool guy came in to my yard and had black legs and I was like, oh, my God. And I had the two cats that go out in my yard. I have used pet armor religiously for a year and a half. Every three weeks, I have no fleas. Three Correct months, me if I'm wrong, though. You are a spokesman for pet armor. I've seen you on a TV commercial. I am a spokesman. I am, but okay, so if you don't want to use pet armor, um, frontline or advantage. So you could do frontline, it's one of the, Fipronil, okay, even that's even better. How about we stick with that? Fipronil is what I put on my cats. So those are like three or four different products now. It's, it's frustrating and for me because we get just so many clients come into the clinic and they're saying the products don't work and the products do work. People aren't using it correctly. Mm. They don't understand. Oh. Sad. Makes me sad. And this lady telling me that her poodle died from a parasite. Okay, from fleas. Well, I've never. Okay, I've never heard that. How? So, you know, I'm like, really? Look, that isn't true. Okay. But I don't want to. You know what? It's not true. But anyone listening to this today (laughs) needs to needs to definitely understand that even if you have not encountered a flea problem, still treat for it because it's only gonna listen. It happened to me, like I said, coming back from New Jersey. Okay. And my dogs are cleaned all the time. So it happens quickly and it, and, and then once you have the problem, it's a difficult problem to get rid of. So treat it. Take care of it. You know, but you know, it really makes me sad. I don't feel that veterinarians are spending enough time with the clients in educating them on the flea products. I, I really don't because I've been a vet for 23 years and we have these great topicals now, right? Um, there's must be four or five that work that are safe. And yet, you know, we still have these people calling saying, you know, that they, they have fleas. Nobody should have fleas with the products that are out. But I just don't think the vets 
are, are helping educate people on that. 1-866-405-8405. That's your opportunity to chime in right now. In for Dr. Debbie, Doc Halligan, actually broadcasting from the Animal Radio bathroom this morning. I don't know if it was a bad Mexican dinner last night. Or... <laughs> dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, animal communicator Joey Turner and Wendy Diamond all here. Brought to you by Lubricin. Don't let your pets suffer from joint discomfort and their discomfort with Lubricin. It tastes great. And animals have love it. Have you tasted it? It is. I have. You know what? I taste yeah. everything I give my animals, and it does taste like chicken. Yeah. Visit them at uh, www.lubricin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com. Get 25% off your first order with the code ANIMALRADIO. Debbie today, Doc Halligan. This is the second week for Dr. Debbie's vacation in Hawaii. It's a long vacation, but she works so hard and definitely deserves it. Lucky her. Alan Cable, dog trainer, right here, as well as dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, connecting on Skype with us. And then, of course, Wendy Diamond, brand new to the Dream Team. How you doing, Wendy? Can I touch you? Oh, fabulous. You touch <laughs> so many you. amazing people. You were hanging with Sting yesterday, is that correct? Oh, my gosh. I was so fortunate to have dinner with Sting and Trudy. By the way, by the way, I know we all know... I, I know we all know Sting, right? Sure. But Who's, his wife, Trudy, is who? seriously one of the most impressive women I've ever, ever, you know, known in my life. I mean, it was the cutest thing because Sting, it like, literally did not speak at all. It was all Trudy. <laughs> and when he finally, you know, he it was a small event at the Harvard Club. Sure. It was 150 people. Trudy Styler has done so much for the Rainforest Foundation. That was that Sting and Trudy's charity that they started oh. in nineteen ready for this? Nineteen eighty nine. Wow. They've wow. been doing wow. it before it was cool. They made it cool. Is is it true what I read about Sting about the tantric dog petting that he can pet a dog for twelve hours without stopping? Woo! Well, you know, listen, I don't like to go into those things in public about any personal lives of anybody with their dogs because I've heard a little too much in my life. And also, by the way, I saw Tony Bennett this week. Oh, good. Oh, I love Tony Bennett. That guy just keeps on ticking and ticking and ticking. Can I be, I like... Huh, he's you know, he unbelievable. Still sounds... And you were, of course, with Baby Hope. I'm sure she was tucked away in your bag there. Somewhere. Baby Hope, yeah. Baby Hope was at the first time fest, but I did not bring her to the Harvard Club because we all know that they're a little stuffy in there. All those yeah, it's all those bourgeois. Yes. <laughs> Wendy, you're interesting. You I mean, I probably, really cool could have brought, I probably could have brought Baby Hope. Is there any kind of, is there a special bag you carry her around in, or is it just any bag? Does she have a special bag? She has a very special bag, but I try not to bring awareness towards this bag, because we've all heard of Sherpa bags, right? <laughs> and every time you go out with a Sherpa bag, everyone knows you have a dog. So I actually have a bag that no one knows I have a dog. There are little breathing holes on the side, though, right? <laughs> yeah, there's breathing holes, but they're very chic. And so you can never tell if they're like a very cool bag. Of course, this bag's like really big because Baby Hope's not little. But <laughs> this is a kind of big bag. So they think I have like a duffel bag, like I'm, you know, going to be out for the night or something. What yeah, if she has you know, to go, you know, number two or something like that? Does she tell you? Oh, uh, she so actually does. Tell me. I know, I know when, I know when Baby's thirsty. I know when Baby Hope is hungry. I know when Baby ne- Hope needs to go to sleep. I know her, you know, it's three months together, 24 hours a day. Just like a mom knows her baby. baby. Exactly. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Kitty A Go Go, bringing you six attractive litter box options and colorful designs from leopard prints to polka dots. 
especially suited for smaller homes or apartments where, you know, those traditional litter boxes are an eyesore. Kitty a go-go. It'll add stylish decor for you and your feline friend. Available at kittyagogo.com. That's kittyagogo.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, dog father, Joey Velotti. Hey. Hey. So, I got to tell you, <laughs> I got to tell you, this week I was bombarded. I shouldn't say bombarded, but I got a lot of calls or a lot of emails about people, what should they do with their, do- with their dogs and cats because they've been getting fleas and, um, you know, they're looking for the best treatments. Now, because we had at least in the Northeast, had a ton of rain um, this this summer. So what it did is it gave us a really, really strong flea season. If you're having a problem where you're finding, <clears throat> I'm going to say, more than three, four fleas on your pet at a time, then I call that a serious problem. Anything less than that, if the problem isn't serious, and you could probably take care of it with herbal sprays, stuff you can make home um, by yourself. Um, you can use a combination of essential oils, citronella, rosemary, wormwood, peppermint oils. They all work great on their own. You mix that. You get like a little, you know, like those little pint-sized sprays. You get one of them, fill them with water, add about, I'm going to say, 10 to 20 drops of any one of these oils. Now, these oils aren't going to be harmful to your pet. You don't want them to eat them, of course, but um, if you spray it on, it's not, going to, it's not going to harm the pet whatsoever. A combination of any of these not only is, um, is just a deterrent, it also will, will um, probably kill the fleas in most cases. If you have more than that on your pet, and I'm going to be honest with you, I have never been a guy that really wanted to promote the um, topical um, um, products, you know, those those sort of things. But they do work, Al. I mean, the, the, they're not supposed to be toxic, the good ones anyway. And when I say, if you're going to go out and you're going to put this stuff on your dog, go out and get a reputable one. Go out and spend a little bit more money. Just don't go to the local um, five and dime. And I'm not even going to mention names, but the stuff that you're going to find on the shelf for 3 and $4 is stuff that's just going to be very toxic and could be harmful to your pet. And in some cases, I remember Animal Radio reporting on cases where, you know, pets um, have had major problems with these. So if you're going to go out and get it, go out and get a reputable one, even talk to your local groomer, your local veterinarian, what should I use? These things work really good, and you know what? They will get rid of your problem, but you got to remember the problem doesn't end just there because everything that walks through your yard that drops fleas are leaving them there, okay? So when this wears off, if you don't have a quick frost that kills everything, they're going to go back on your pet. And a lot of times when your pet is washed, it's going to wash the stuff off even though it's not supposed to. And you're going to have the problem all over again. So the problem, you have to treat the yard. You have to treat the bedding. You have to treat the car. You have to treat everywhere your pet was or the pet that's dropping, you know, dropping fleas. And that could be deer. That could be raccoons. That could be skunks. That could be any wild animal, the birds that are in your yard um, that can cause this. So sometimes you have to, you may have to get a um, landscaper to come in and they'll put down, um, you know, pesticide themselves, which really isn't great, but you know what? It gets rid of the problem. Mm. And then hopefully, 
you don't have a problem anymore. But remember one thing. Some dogs are allergic to flea bites, and they can continue to scratch afterwards. Wow. So you constantly want to look, and I say this all the time, if you see what looks like black pepper in the coat, that's flea droppings. You pet as fleas. Well, that's all we have time for today. I want to thank Deborah Wilson for joining us, as well as John Katz. I also want to thank Doc Halligan for filling in these last couple of weeks. He did such a good job, even though he's still stuck you in the bathroom. You guys made it so easy, even with... <laughs> Diarrhea. I, I mean, come Poor on. What girl. more could a vet ask for? You know? Wow. Okay. TMI. <laughs> I noticed Joey, Joey's not as amorous well, as he usually is. Well, I, I, I have nothing to say. I'm so sorry, Joey. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. And of course, check out our Facebook page at Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio or download the Animal Radio app for your smartphone. We'll catch you next week right here on this fine station for more Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.